I'm Daniel Norton from Bandit's Keep here with K.R. King of D&D Homebrew. How you doing there, K.R.? We'll see. <laughs> you got to use the pointy bit. You know, Daniel, um, I, this was kind of through your instigation. I had heard of DCC and you had talked it up and I, I saw it at a, a convention. We were at Gen Con a few years ago and I bought a copy. And since then, at conventions, I've played and uh, the funnel system. Their, their system of you start off at level zero and they have kind of a scenario in which you're a simple villager, farmer, or merchant, or what a blacksmith, and you're thrust into the role of being a superhero of doing something, and you, you have multiple characters. And, uh, one of the people in my Pathfinder group got it at, at uh, uh, GaryCon. He bought he bought tons. He's one of these guys that buys everything that you know in the, the system. And we played the funnel at his house, and I had already done it a few times, so I was familiar. But what, and what happened there was the other players hated being a zero-level character. One guy literally was getting up from the table and walking around. He was just irritated that we just kept dying, whereas I was used to it. But I'm also like, having done that a bunch of times, a part of me is also like, I kind of like the idea of when you start off in a game, you're a little bit of a hero. You're a little bit of, a, of an adventurer, a person who has a background. I want to, and, and unfortunately, I have I tried to play a DCC campaign online. It went a bunch of sessions. I did get, I got my grimoire, my magic book. I started to become a magic user. Of course, that has its own issues in DCC, which is an interesting system. But I just wonder, what do you think of that idea of starting as a zero level character like they do in DCC, uh, and being more of a, you, at least at first level, you've got some capability. So I, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with the funnel. <laughs> like on paper, I think the funnel is great. I think the idea that if you're playing, if you want to play a, uh, you know, Mudcore or whatever they call those games or like this, this kind of game, or you want to like emulate some of the fantasy tropes where like you're starting off as a farmer and something happens, then it's a good idea, right? It, it, but what I find is that when I go to conventions, when I go to places or I, people are pitching stuff online, everybody wants to do the funnels. Some of the funnels are really great adventures, you know, and they, they're well known. People have heard of them. They want to play them. And you get you end up playing the system where you're basically it's not so much that you don't have any power, you know, that you're not good, not good, but you're not getting to use all the awesome stuff that is DCC. Like DCC has so many really cool uh, systems, like the magic system, for instance. The the thieves skills are kind of cool in DCC, although I guess they're, they're using a lot of things. But the the dual wielding with the halflings, I don't think you get to use that when you're in the funnel. You can't, uh, you don't get to use the mighty deeds, which is a huge part of being a fighter. So there's all kinds of rules you just don't use when you're in the funnel. You know, on top of that, of course, you are also a very, you know, you're basically going to die. Uh, you know, and that's kind of the point. I mean, I, you almost look at a funnel as like you're playing a first level character with four hits, you know, because every time you get hit, you know, as a, one of your fellow guys, you're going to die, right? And it, the idea of it is good. Like, I love the concept, but in playing, I think you play one funnel, you're done. Now, people will say, and this is probably accurate, that this is a good way to maybe start a campaign because you you kind of build your character up in the funnel, then you play that first level character and you, you're good to go. But I, I don't know that it's that beneficial, to be, to be honest. I, I kind of feel like having experienced it, having experienced the novelty of it, I think that it's not something that I would care to do very often. And if I was starting a DCC campaign, I would not start with a funnel. Well, and and of course, that's one of the things that uh, I've talked about to you offline. I'm wanting to start to run some of these other systems with people that I know that are in my group. And, and I have thought about if I start a DCC with them, um, 
And will that will that get them excited? Will that turn them off? Because in the, my other group, the Pathfinder group, it turned them off. Yeah, I wasn't running it. I was the D, and 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 he didn't do a bad job. They just didn't like that concept. And I go back to when I was playing in the uh, pre, uh, probably even three point five, but systems before that, we tended not to start at first level. We started at third or something like that or higher because we had already gone through the process of being first level and potentially getting killed and having to roll up a new guy or just go through that kind of a little bit of a slog to get to those levels where you could do stuff. Now, I also enjoy more than a lot of other people. I don't mind starting at first. If someone says, we're going to start at first level, I just go, okay, because, okay, let's just see what happens. It's kind of fun to be back to first level and have very little Mm -hmm. you can do. As long as they're not throwing stuff at you that's just insane. It's fun, right? It doesn't bother me. Um, but there are people, I remember when we played, we all, what are we going to start at? If I started a campaign, we could start at third. I would, people would say, can we start at fifth? And I was always a little like, fifth? There's a lot that happens between, you know, mm-hmm. those early levels. So, but again, then maybe you weren't going to play that long. Because there's another thing with DCC. So how long have you played that? Have you played long campaigns in it where you could see the development? Because I think you talked about if you start at higher levels in DCC, you lose some of the flavor that's kind of inherent right. in that system. Right. So for me, uh, you know, I think first level is a good place to start. Uh, the reason for that is because, so DCC is really good in what it does. It, it really does do things right. If you think about playing through their modules and stuff, when you start at zero level in a funnel, in all those funnels, they have stuff. They have weapons for you to find. They have holy relics and things for people to to experiment with. There's always spell books and grimoires. So that when you go through there, you actually, oh, I found this this grimoire. Now I'm going to be a magic user, right? And it feels like your character was built on the fly by playing the game. And all the modules are like that. They all have stuff in them for you to pick up and grow. It's not so much like, oh, all right, well, I got enough experience points. I go back to town. Ding, I have extra spells. Let's punch this button. It's like, you got to find it. And I love that. I love the idea of that. So I do think starting at first level is, is good because you're very powerful in DCC. Your first level character is way, I would say something like the equivalent of a third level character in like an OSR, a standard OSR game for a lot of reasons. One, you can more or less unlimited limited casting as long as you don't roll terribly. Second is unlimited healing. Even if you do roll terribly, unless you roll really terribly enough times, you won't lose your healing ability. And third is roll the body. So if you go down in combat, is you get a, you just to roll against your luck at the end of combat if, as long as if somebody survives or takes you with them and you might just be alive. So there's lots of things keeping you alive in DCC, but it still has that very kind of deadly, you know, it's got this weird mix of like, you're kind of weak-ish, yet you're also like, like you're a glass cannon, I guess is what the term people use. Like you die real easy, but you can be very powerful. You get real lucky, you roll crits. I think I've told the story before where Tony was playing, I was playing with my friend Tony. I think he was second or third level and he just rolled like this crazy crit on a mana core and it just literally one hit the mana core. Like there's no way I thought he was going to die. And he just like rolled, rolled the crit, Rolled really high on it. It was something like the mana card had to make a save. It failed its save and it died. And it, that's crazy and amazing, right? And when you take somebody who's playing Pathfinder and they're used to all these extra powers and stuff, and then you strip all that DCC I just explained out and you throw them in a funnel where it's like, all right, you have a rake in one hit point. What do you want to do? Of course, they're, they're not going to like it. Unless they're burned out or unhappy, they're like, I want to get away from Pathfinder. We're too powerful. Let's play something different. So I think when we're choosing different games, we have to understand why we're doing it. Like getting your friends who love playing superheroes to play a game where they're not superheroes, they're probably not going to like it unless you let them be superheroic. So if I had a Pathfinder group that loved all kinds of power and I wanted to choose some DCC, I'd probably start them at third, fourth, fifth level. 
because they need that. They want that stuff. They want the seven spells to cast. They want all this other stuff. But there are some other problems, but I'll, I'll let you have a breather. <laughs> I've talked like 18 minutes straight. So I'll let you respond to that. I have one other thought. <laughs> okay. And I would say, um, so as I said, I unfortunately um, have played just an online game that lasted like three sessions. So I, I didn't really get it. I've looked at those and I agree with you. One of the things that I really enjoyed about that idea of that was not that you accumulated all these powers and you could guarantee that uh, I'm strong enough to beat a mana core. It's that I'm going to do stuff and and there's this randomizer. There are these charts in there where things are, you know, and it's a percentage base of one to a hundred, and you just see these crazy results from things at the at the extremes, mm-hmm. at the zero one to ten and the ninety to a hundred. Now there might be people that say, "Well, that seems so swingy," like because in the middle it's just whatever that's very very uh, not vanilla, but you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of what you yeah. expect to do. But I thought, well. Is that is that a comic booky? I don't know. Uh, is that is not a comic book, uh, pulp novely kind of thing where you're kind of integrating in. And I I really like this. The magic system was very interesting to me. It was also deadly. The the another mechanic that they have, and we've talked about this, and I don't know if this is pertinent to this discussion, is the luck thing where you can burn mm-hmm. luck points, but you don't get them back, and certain characters yeah. do get them back. The other thing is corruption with magic. A lot of these systems have this idea that. Magic is only done by a very few, and it totally corrupts you. And, okay, well, then do I just be a fighter or do I just be a healer, and I don't want to take that risk? Well, as a person that likes to play spellcasters often, I'm like a little bit like, oh, I got to have to deal with that. But on the other hand, boy, the powers that you could potentially mm-hmm. have at a low level with that magic is really interesting to me. So I'm very curious about that. Um, but what I'm, what I sort of... Like I said, I played the funnel now like four or five times, right? And and I always have fun, but I always think I just want something a little. I don't want to necessarily have a rake. I did that; it was fun. It's interesting. One guy lives, or all four die. And there's something about what what motivated because they say in the book very clearly, you don't have to do this, but you should, mm-hmm. right? I think they say it several times. Whereas Daniel Norton is out there saying, no, you shouldn't, right? <laughs> You're saying maybe do it once, but if you're really going to have a campaign, because I agree with you. If you start, if we had started that Pathfinder group at third or fourth level and we'd really gone through, and unfortunately the, the GM, he's a great guy, but he he didn't really explain. He was brand new to him too, by the way. Right. I actually could have explained it better having just read it and played a few times, but we were just playing the funnel anyway. It, I think they might have gotten really excited because I actually am thinking in this group, there's a little bit of burnout in this path. This, this is a specific Pathfinder group that I'm just thinking people are a little, they do want something else. And he, and he thought so too, because we're playing this adventure path. And he had said to everybody, I can feel like everyone's bored and everyone went, Oh no. But I'm thinking, Oh, everyone's bored, dude. <laughs> but I don't want to say anything <laughs> because it's not my place. I could just you know, whatever. So I, I just feel like that you gotta, you gotta balance that gritty kind of the idea behind the, zero level character with what is it that I want to spend my valuable time doing right? and figure out some, because the idea that, and you're introducing this to people. So what I found with DCC is, and I will get, I realized I didn't actually answer your question. So I will just jump in there. I did run, God, six, seven month campaign. I mean, I've run like four and five session stuff, but I ran a six or seven month campaign weekly DCC one-on-one with Nikki she played two characters. They started at, I think, level one and level two. 
And by the end, I think they were level four and level five. So that was a, a decent power uh, level. So I'll, and I'll get back to that in a second, how that went. But the issue with DCC is exactly what you said, luck and corruption. So those are both amazing because I hate, with a passion, games where it's like, I want magic to be dangerous. So we'll keep exactly OD&D magic, but you have to cut yourself every time you cast and lose a hit point. It's like, well, but I suck. Like, I'm a terrible character, and now I have to take more damage? When I Like, that's... No, but DCC is that trade-off. It's like, you're rolling. If you score that natural 20, you might cast this massive fireball. If you roll a 1, you might lose an eye, right? I mean, there is a trade-off to the stuff that can happen to you, and that's what the corruption is. So I love that. But the problem is, if I just say start at 5th level, like, how do we handle that? Like... Shouldn't you be corrupt? There's no way you get to fifth level without, you know, be having some corruption. So I never quite figured that out. And also luck, right? I roll a 16 on my luck and you're supposed to be burning it. Let's say I'm a fighter. It's like, I'm going to start a fifth level with 16 luck. Like I never burn luck the whole time. So I've never figured out a good way to balance that starting a higher level set. So even though I say start a higher level, that'd be cool. Again, with a Pathfinder group that was brand new, I probably would just not worry about that because let them be powerful. I mean, to, to give you the example, and I use this example a lot. Uh, when I ran this kind of funnel but first level at uh, GaryCon with really experienced players, a first level magic user was able to transform one of the fighters into a giant. You know, they knew how to run the game. They spell burned, they used luck, and that was amazing. Like, they literally turned them into a 20-foot tall giant to fight this dragon, and that's what you can do at first level in DCZ if you know what you're doing. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, you can be really powerful, and I think people that play Pathfinder are the type that would dig into the system and be like, oh, this is how this works. We can really work it. And you can do that in DCC. It's got that crunch. So I love it for that reason. That being said, some people find it unmanageable at higher levels because all of a sudden, right, you started with this, oh, I want characters that die in two seconds and only fight with a rake. And now six months later, they're able to like take down a castle with a single spell. It's like, you got to be ready for that. I mean, that is DCC. It's like this massively powerful game when you get to higher levels. And I think if you don't get to those higher levels, at least fourth, fifth level, you're kind of doing your, your yourself a disservice. I think having those powers are really great. Uh, and mercurial magic is great in it. And again, you don't have that in a funnel. Like, so mercurial magic is when you cast a spell, something else automatically happens, you know? So like frogs fall from the sky, right? Which can be terrible or amazing if you use it. You know, oh, when I cast a spell, frogs are going to fall from the sky. So I'm about to get captured. I put my hands up and I mutter the words to my spell and all of a sudden all these frogs fall from the sky. You know, it's like, it's like, this is what makes the game really fun. And again, you lose that in the funnel. So I don't know. I mean, part of me says a new care, a new player should experience an entire system, like see what it's like. But at the same time, I think that the idea of the funnel is maybe like I kind of how I started better on paper than in practice, especially once you've done it a couple of times. It's just here I am with a useless character that can't do much. And I'm kind of just rolling along with this because they're all very linear too, right? That's like the nature of them. They're pushing you through this adventure and you're dealing with stuff you really shouldn't be, which is cool. You know, it's always these like big epic things like that you're, you are going to die. That's like the point of it. You're supposed to walk away with one or two characters surviving and going, wow, that was amazing. And now I have a magic spell book and I can level up. I think your point is well taken about um, it's better on paper than it is in real life type thing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff out there in the you know, RPG world where you wonder, I think DCC is very solid and thought through and stuff, but you, you see oh, yeah. some of these indie type things where they have these concepts where if you don't have people that are totally bought into this or understand what it is, it all sounds really cool until somebody has to run it. And as the perennial GM guy, right. I'm thinking I got to run this 
And I have enough experience where I just look at it and go, well, how would that work if X or Y or Z? If players started to say, well, wait a minute. And, you know, so we're all just going to, we're just going to accept that or whatever. Because, again, how do I create a world of DCC where you have these magic users that are unbelievably powerful? I mean, it would be such a chaotic sort of world that it just, how does that make sense? Well, it's just a game, you know, we have dragons. You get into that kind of thing where don't worry about that. Okay, but I am kind of trying to create a world. I am kind of trying to think Mm -hmm. about how this would work. And that's not what it's designed for. So I always look at that kind of as thinking it's, it's got a limited shelf life in terms of a campaign. I have never played a campaign and I don't know, you know, you've played up to fifth level, six months, seventh. That's not very high in terms of what sometimes people expect with a maybe more like 10th level, or there's people who want to go to 20th in these the newer systems. But so that's another thing with those kind of, it gets kind of yeah. crazy, a system that gets crazy. Is that a well-designed system or is it like, oh, no, no, when you get to the crazy level, you just stop and do something, do start it again or something? Well, I think what DCC does well here is that it's crazy from the beginning. This is what I think that something like 5e doesn't do well. Like in 5e, like how do you explain these 20th level characters that could do all this stuff and they were around the whole time? In DCC, like I said, a first level character can turn. So like that low, you don't have to have a lot of high level wizards in the world to have this power because, I mean, granted, you don't have the high level spells, but like the 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 spellcasters are powerful always. And they do have in their like book, like they have like almost like a the percentage of the world like that should be different classes. And it, it is supposed to be fairly rare. So Right, that comes down to the table to play it that way, right? So you shouldn't be like, okay, we're going to start with a party of six magic users because they should be rare, right? I mean, that's kind of the the idea. But yes, there's no way to really balance that. Just like everybody played a paladin in AD&D and it's like, they're supposed to be rare, but somehow everybody rolled that 17 exactly on charisma, right? Because it's like, you want to play paladin, you're going to play paladin, you know? But, you know, that's it. It's like, that's just basically what people do. And I think that, that every game, if you start digging into it too far, that falls apart. And I think if you try to fight it, it falls apart. Like if you try to get too gritty, then it's like, well, now nobody can do any of that stuff that people want to do. So we got to look at it and go, well, it's a game. We're going to play it out. And as so far as the game was concerned, like what I did, and I do this in a lot of my games, I do try to keep the player characters as like super, you know, meaning that when they go into a town, the bartender is not an eighth level ranger just because they're eighth level. Like I just don't do that. Like most normal people are normal people. So when her characters were were fourth, fifth level, like 90% of the people she ran into were just first level, uh, you know, or zero level people. They didn't have any special powers and, you know, and then it, which is fun because what ends up happening is when there is a big threat, she can't just turn around and go, okay, town full of third and fourth level people, come help me. It's like, they're all, they're your funnel, right? They're the guys with the rakes. And it's like, she's the only one that can, you know, swing that sword or cast that spell. And it does make the hero really stand out. If you do that. So I would recommend that in DCC, especially you don't want to like walk into the tavern and have three magic users because that would be a little bit, uh, you know, crazy, I think, for my personal taste. Yes. And and that that's a, another potential podcast because I, I adhere to that as well. I might have like a, a, a fighter that was second or third level get, gets a big score and starts a tavern, but that's as high as they get. Right. And and when you get to eighth level in, in any campaign or even higher than that, you are, you walk into a bar and it's like Mike Tyson combined with, you know, uh, I don't know if there were magic user people combined with John Gotti, you know, a mobster, you walk into that bar, no one is going to mess with you. I guarantee you, it's just, you know, and the bartender, he's your friend. Now, you know, if I mess with this bartender, there are people that could mess with me. So I'm trying to run a town here, dude. 
don't come in and start busting up the place because now I got to mess with you and one of us is going to die, that kind of thing. You, you need, you, you got to get a little sophisticated about how it is to be a high-level character in any system because otherwise it turns into the old Monty Python sketch where everyone is Superman, the kids and the parents, and then a bicycle breaks and they're like, what should we do? What should we do? And they call bicycle repairman. And this little dorky guy comes out because he's the only one in the Superman world that knows how to fix a bike. And it's a hilarious gag. Like, what if everybody were Superman, right? So, because they're all lifting things above them, and the little kids are, you know, doing these heroic things, and then the bike breaks, and they don't know what to do. So, and that that becomes that unbalance. So, I think even though I look at DCC, I've got the blank bar box set. I got all this stuff for it because I was very intrigued. Mm-hmm. You had talked about it. I went. I played the funnel. I really wanted to do it. I saw those limitations, but I also thought. What a what a and it also that's it's got a huge following, right? It's yeah. a, it's one of the major players out there. So they've got to be doing mm-hmm. something right if they're that big. Because I think there's a lot of systems that are the flavor of the month. We all know we can all pick our favorite or unfavorite, whatever that is that oh, this right. is gonna come and go. And uh DCC has not come and gone. It's been around a while. So they, they're doing something. Yeah, I agree. And they, they have some of the best adventure modules. I mean, they're just the, the most creative and interesting, and they're they're very, um, I don't want to say they're unbalanced, but they're, if you ever, if you're ever coming from like a different system and you hear like th- things aren't balanced or whatever in OSR games, look, not that DCC is OSR, but look at the DCC module. That's what you mean. Like you're not like every fight isn't particularly balanced. You might have to destroy, destroy this demon that you can't actually beat in the combat, but somewhere in that module, there's a way to stop the demon. Like that's the kind of unbalance that, that people talk about. It's not that like, you know, a dragon flies down and kills everybody. That'd be silly, right? It's that, yeah, you don't fight the dragon. That'd be stupid. What you want to do is collapse the mountain on them, and there's a way to do that, right? So that that's kind of DCC, and there's a lot of really... And, and actually, I will... Uh, I'm going to run some DCC for Jason this year, so if you want to uh, play, I, I will play some... I'll run some fairly high level. I, I like the system a lot. It's funny because I find that I talk a lot about the systems I like the most, and I also, I don't want to say criticize, but I'll point out the things I don't love about them. And then people are like, you don't like that system. It's like, no, no, I, I love DCC. I just, I, you know, the, I, I have hurdles in certain areas. And personally, I wouldn't play in a funnel. I mean, it's just not something. If it was a friend of mine running it and they want experience playing, I'd jump in. But I I have no love for funnels. I think that they're, they're a waste of what is DCC, which is an amazing system for powerful characters. So anyone out there from Goodman Games, Daniel Norton has declared he hates the funnel. And he's criticized your system. I, on the other hand, think it was a brilliant idea. Send all the books to KR. <laughs> yes. And please send me all the adventures, although I have a bunch. Um, I played the City of Brass, where you go literally to the plane of the uh, fire elementals or whatever, or the genies. There, you're, you're there as this zero-level person <laughs> going, what in the hell? Well, there is a way to get back from the City of Brass. And we figured it out, and I had one out of my four characters live. One guy lost all four. One person had, I think, two left. But they give you a way out of the city. I'm thinking to myself as I'm doing that, how the heck? This is Things are like gins and stuff. Well, if you're smart, because you're being very cautious, you find your way back. And, of course, everybody there was a very experienced gamer, you know, RPG player. So we all were just like thinking about how are we supposed to do this, right? We weren't just like, well, this is unfair, which is what happened when I played the funnel with some people and they just, the, the guy literally wanted, he just left after it was over, just got up and left, no discussion. <laughs> and then later they told me, he said, that was the worst experience I ever had. And I'm like, 
I never had that reaction. I just thought, okay, how often do I want to do this? So there you go. To each his own, I suppose. Yeah, it's just somebody, you know, uh, you know, being invited to the the heavy metal concert that thought it was going to be, you know, a, a classical music concert. It's I thought not, Judas Priest was a concert pianist. What's going right. on here? You know, and then they just, it just wasn't a good fit. And, you know, that that's fine. Not everything's for everybody. I try to be open-minded. And then after I'll be like, well, I'm not really going to play that again. But, you know, I, I, it's good to try stuff just to see what it's like. Anyways, that was a really good talk about funnels. I, I Longer than I thought. We were talking before. We were like, can we make a whole podcast about funnels? We can make a long podcast about funnels. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear your voice on the show, give us a call. You can find all the ways to do that in the show notes. If you'd like to see more RPG content from us, you can find us both on YouTube. Daniel at Bandit's Keep and myself at D&D Homebrew. These are also linked in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, please give us a rating, ideally on Apple Podcasts, as it helps the show be seen by more people. And we'll see you next week.